Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every NARS? Every scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Head cannon. Welcome head cannon. to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, Ella Raymont. We know you from Comedy Sports Indianapolis primarily, uh, and you're just a wonderful human being. We're glad to have you. How are you doing this evening? I am so well. I am so excited to be returning and so excited to be here for Corey's birthday episode. That's true. Pew, That's pew, pew. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is my birthday. It's so exciting. Happy yeah. Birthday. I'm... Thanks. Yeah, happy birthday. We're talking about creepy vampire children. Happy birthday. Yeah. That's nothing... What better? What better? What better? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's up with you, Brent? How are you doing? Did you do anything special for your birthday? Uh, not today, no. But last week, we uh, kind of took Sunday to just... We went to uh, grab a bite to eat, and we saw the new Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder, which Ella and I were talking about a little bit before you jumped on, so, yeah. But that oh, was okay. a good time. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, I really liked it. I was telling her, I think, um, you know, if you liked Ragnarok, you'll you'll probably like Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, you know, I think I th I I think I enjoyed Ragnarok a little bit more. But and then we got to talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness <laughs> uh, with our friend, which is a multiverse of yeah. madness. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the the episode we did before. That was Evil Dead, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so speaking of Sam Raimi. Yeah, it's a lot of Sam Raimi, and it and it feels very much. There's this sort of like creepy, ghosty moment that's very, very Raimi esque. Oh yeah. In it, I won't I won't spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but um, it it is it definitely has his fingerprint on it as a directing style. But um, I don't know who wrote it, but I feel like they could have had a couple more revisions on the script <laughs> before taking it to production i don't know yeah. but um, but it's very rainy-esque it's very like kind of campy in moments and which is fun mm -hmm. which is super fun yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah there yeah there's some just like from the point of view you know you get the point of view shot from like this evil you know yeah there's there yeah a lot of things that are clearly Raimi in that movie and there's there's a, a couple there's a 
cameo that definitely is right. um, unmistakable. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and anybody who has any experience with Sam Raimi knows exactly who we're talking about, if the, regardless of whether they've seen the movie or not, you know. With a little sort of Easter egg homage to the Evil Dead movies, too, with some <laughs> physical comedy, but awesome. Yeah. Super awesome stuff. <laughs> but so what, what have you been up to, Brent? Not a whole lot. We're kind of winding down the summer. You know, like a, a can of wine is like a half a bottle of wine. Yeah. It's amazing. It's real easy to drink two of those very quickly. <laughs> well, and side note, it's actually way more sustainable yeah. than buying a bottle of wine. That makes and sense. canned wine and bag and box wine. So the, for the Franzia lovers listening to the podcast... Bag and box wine is actually getting really, really good. The quality's going up a lot because yeah. they're looking well, at alternative packaging. Well, cool. and, and our listeners should know that Ella, you are—I don't want to mistitle you. What, what, what? You're a wine expert. What's what? What would you call yourself <laughs> as a, as a genius of wine? There's got to be a word yeah. for it. Though. There's a couple words. Somal- I'll, sommelier. I'll you my words. Would that be? Yeah. So I'm a sommelier. Alcoholic. Um, That's I, I'm also that. Um, a professional drinker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, also a wine director. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm a wine wine lady. I know things about wine. Oh, and then like we're hanging out with, with my mother-in-law there, and we're at a restaurant, and my daughter, out of the blue, she starts singing this song that she heard. Like, out of the blue, she goes... Hey now, don't touch me there. That is my no-no square. <laughs> Where'd she hear that song? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do they teach you, you in school? I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, you're, that's... you're you're never too young to learn about consent. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But a wild song for sure. Wild song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially at dinner. Yeah, it was. It was very <laughs> short, you know, because my mother-in-law is like a much older lady. <laughs> what was her reaction? Just like whoa! But so now, if there's like anything that's like you're not allowed to go there, I'm like that's like a giant no-no square. You that's... can't go <laughs> past the gate. Right. You stay there. You stay over here. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, but you could learn that whole lesson in one little song. Right. Yeah, I like that. If you know if only Gosh. it were so simple, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they need a song that's like, hey, don't touch them there. That is their no no square. You know? <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Advocating for other people. I love it. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, so what about you, Ella? What have you been up to since the last time we talked to you? When what like uh what, six months? Maybe more? It's been oh. eight months, something? Wow. Eight months. Uh, I changed jobs. Um, I'm now running a wine program at a different place in Santa Fe. Okay. That is quadruple the inventory, so it's a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm doing that. Uh, I'm writing for a children's mindfulness podcast. Nice. Which is really fun. Wait, what's um, so what is that? What's that? What what's that like? It's awesome. Um, so it's called Mind Yeti. Um, the... <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I hate it. No. Um, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Um, each episode is like mindfulness lessons, but not like like 
now take a deep breath. Right. Uh, go to sleep, child. It's more like active mindfulness, like let's practice breathing, let's practice mindful movement. And it's like this episode is about, yeah. you know, finding the the um, endangered Stephen Bird on the streets of Times Square, but you have to use your listening skills to find Stephen Bird. Oh, nice. You know, super cool. Um, cool. So we're, we're working on, you know, drafting our first season for that. Um, and it's a really cool organization called Committee for Children that develops um, not only just uh, regular regular um educational curriculum around like social issues but um we're sort of the offshoot stepchild project um that's that's more specifically mindfulness based which is like it feels cool it like feels kind of like important work even though we're talking about dragons and farting and like you know all all this cool stuff all this cool stuff but nice. um, I've been busy with that. Yeah, it's been it's been a nice creative outlet because I haven't written in a while, so it's been good. That's awesome. Are we going to hear uh, the No No Square song in a future episode of the uh, of, Gosh. Of Mind Getty? <laughs> we can work it in somewhere. I'm sure there's there's got to be like a mindful body moment of like ah, I'm noticing that you are touching me in a space right. that I would not like to be touched. Ah! Right. What do we, what do, we do kids, when that happens? <laughs> ah, don't touch me the there. That is my no-no. Like the, door, the door opens, the sound effect of it, and it's like a character. Yeah. Hi, kids! Right, exactly. You gotta have a mascot. Yeah. It's or it's Or it's... Or it's just like a British. It's just a no-no. But, it's a no-no square. Yeah. Well, the, I like. Yeah, but I like. He's like a British gangster, and he's like, "Oi, that's a no-no square, and you don't fucking touch me there." Listen, listen up, kids. <laughs> right. You know, nothing drives a point home like a working class Englishman. Right. You yeah. know. <laughs> you just you got to stop and listen. Do when you the... know what nemesis means? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do you know what no no square means? <laughs> oh my god! Just amazing, just amazing. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. that's awesome. That's really cool, though. Yeah, and people. Yeah. And is that podcast just kind of you can find it on like Spotify, uh, iTunes, kind of wherever you can find podcasts. You will be able to. Right now, oh. we're in pre production, so we're okay. just right at the moment. So um, it'll probably be released. Yeah, um, it's called Mind Yeti. Mind Yeti. Um, Yeti, like like the the creature. Oh, Mind Yeti. I thought it was mind yeah. like mind spaghetti. I thought it was a portmanteau of like mind and spaghetti. <laughs> oh no 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 like uh, mind Sasquatch. Mind yeah um, <laughs> yeah Mind Yeti. I got you. But, but that didn't necessarily roll off the tongue as well. Yeah. <laughs> mind Bigfoot. My yeah. <laughs> Mind your Bigfoot. Yeah. It's the name of my no-no square. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Amazing. That's so good. Oh, oh shit. Well, I'll look that up. My kids would really like that. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Because I think yeah. we should be releasing stuff... Um, probably at the latest by next summer okay um yeah so we're just sort of writing all of the episodes right now for the season and then 
they'll take them to the production team and then they'll make them, I assume. <laughs> they'll do something with them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the contractor. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> They're going to give all the scripts to one yeah. guy who's like, Oi, welcome to Mind Yeti. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, yeah. Elliot, you kind of mentioned it, but you, um, for my birthday, you gave me one of my favorite movies. I watched this movie for the first time, maybe I think two years ago, and it's <gasps> it's on the top of my list for one of my favorite vampire movies. Like this movie, yeah, Thirty Days of Night. I don't know. There's probably another one, but like this, I like this is such a great vampire movie and just a good movie in general. Yeah. Uh, but the 2008 Swedish film. Let the right one in. Ooh. <laughs> Boo! Have you got? Have you seen the American remake? Let me in. I haven't seen it, but no, I didn't even realize they had remade it. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, to to be perfectly uh, frank, I mean, the last time I watched this was at least a decade ago. Oh really? Um, oh wow. Yeah. So this is a really nice revisit. Two thousand eight, right? Yeah, that's when it came out. Mm-hmm. That was not when I saw it. I yeah. probably saw it like 2013, maybe? Right. Around that time. Yeah. Nice. But absolutely amazing movie. I'm excited to talk about this because I, the last time I was here, I was talking about one of the most campy, ridiculous, <laughs> like, like, I don't even know, um, irreverent horror movies of all time right and now it's like the most beautiful cerebral <laughs> like slow burn high art yeah. <laughs> movie that exists probably in the horror canon honestly <laughs> yeah it's it's great yeah and it yeah it just has yeah. this this tone and this just kind of slow burn man yeah it's just so good all around but yeah i'm I mean, there's like no, there's no music in this movie. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I was listening to it and I was like, wow, this is so like eerie and I can't really place why. Is it the pacing? Is it the, you know, like, is it the sort of blue filter that's on every single shot? Yeah. You know, everything's sort of in blue tone. Um, And I was like, Oh, it's literally because there's no music and you're just listening to like snow crunching <laughs> and like faucets being turned on and off. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I it's yeah, so I knew weird. I knew it was sparse, but yeah, I didn't realize there was yeah, no music. That makes sense though. And there's a lot of snow crunching. There's a lot of snow crunching in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there sure is. A lot of people not brushing snow off of things. Yeah. Well, you know, when you've got that right. much snow around all the time, it's just, you know, what's the point? You don't think to look under the snow yeah. for, the, for the for the poor, like, drunk, middle-aged gentleman <laughs> that was just trying to help a girl out. Yeah, Jock, Jock <laughs> or whatever his name was. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even write his name down. Um, <laughs> God, that, he must have been the most beloved person in this town based on how everybody reacted about him dying. Yeah. I, I just imagine he's like the type of guy you really just want to get beers with. Right. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> give me the shirt right off his back, you know? Right. <laughs> I want him on my trivia team. Like, 
he's he's the dude you know <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and so for anyone who hasn't seen it uh which we're, we're gonna get into spoiler territories and you should go watch it it's such a good movie but so good yeah, yeah. but so it's about this this little boy oscar and uh a new family i guess moves in next door and it's this old man and this uh what seems to be a young girl and Oscar's like a very lonely, isolated kid. He gets bullied a lot. He gets picked on. Uh, seems like a gentle, sensitive soul. And and this girl moves in next door who kind of slowly... And she's like kind of weird and eerie and like other... And even in the when he first meets her, she like jumps off that jungle gym thing. And she just like lands very lightly, you know, like... Um, so she's she's like very... I don't know if ethereal is the word I want. She's like otherworldly from the very beginning, you know? Um. Oh, completely. It's like a, almost like she floats down. It's, yeah. It is so quick. It's so masterfully done where it's just like, oh, something's off here. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but something's weird with this one. Right. Well, she's, um, out, she's outside in the snow just wearing like a t-shirt. A cardigan. Yeah. And like not wearing much at all. And, you know, oh, wait, hold on. We've got an echo here. Brent, did you rejoin us? Did you freeze on the screen? Yeah, is that okay? Yes. Sorry. Everyone, you guys were kind of freezing up so lot, so I jumped on my phone. I hope that's okay. Yeah. Sorry it's about not that. okay. God damn it, Brent. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you're, you're square on Skype from now on. That's known as the no-no square right there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, good internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, oh my god, no, we we're just talking about like kind of when the kids first meet, and and she's just so otherworldly, and uh, you know doesn't seem to get cold, and she's like almost floating, and seems very light, you know. Um, yeah, and it's just really cool what they what they did there, you know. It's super cool, and I I think like they set up all of it very. <laughs> Subtly, I, yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I was rewatching it, being like, I know she's a vampire, yeah. but it was like they move in, and the like dad figure, because we're not, it's not really clear as to what his relationship is to her, is like putting up cardboard yeah. in the window, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, and so it's like very subtle. Like it's like there's something off. Why is she not wearing shoes? Yeah, you know, like you know, it's like what's going on? Something's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, I like when she first meets Oscar. He's like kind of taking out his vengeance from his bully. He's like stabbing a tree with a pocket knife. Like imagining yeah. he's he's like stabbing his butt, and that's when she meets him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, He's an yeah. interesting cat. That scene in the beginning with the police officer who's just like, all right, kids, I'm going to tell you a scenario that no one would possibly know. Oh, you yeah. Know saying? Like, there's a house fire, but we know that the guy did <laughs> The guy was murdered. Yes. How did we know that? <laughs> yeah, and Oscar's like, I know. <laughs> And then he's like, how do you know? And he goes, I read a lot. And he's like, what kind of books are you reading? And I'm like, I kind of like this kid. He's weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, a freak and I'm living for it. Well, and the, and the, thing, and the thing throughout this movie is like, 
you feel because he does seem like such a gentle soul and you really you like yeah. oscar and you feel bad for him and you really like the connection he has with uh with ely the vampire girl um you you like like it and you root for it and it feels good and then like you, you know as you get toward the end of the movie you're you're like oh no like this is like this is not you know, she's like, a, she's a predator, really. Like, and especially, yeah. like, like, the thing that blew my mind the first time I watched it was when I realized that the old man, her caretaker from the beginning, like, that's basically Oscar's future, right? And, and Oh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. That's the kicker. Yeah. That's totally the kicker. Yeah. Yeah, and, and kind of, like, you have to, like, and the whole, and you don't, you're not going to catch that watching the movie at the beginning for the first time, but that's really no. the the lens of the whole movie is... Oscar, you kind of see the fate that Oscar's doomed to, um, especially like after he he pours the acid on his face for and everything he does is for her is so that they won't yeah. catch on to her. He disfigures himself. And then at the very end, he like he completes his uh, sacrifice to her when she drinks his blood and then just like tosses him out the window like you know like a right like a you know a redneck would toss a bag of sa sunflower seed <laughs> i don't yeah. know whatever you to I, I don't know. toss things out the window of my car but whatever you would toss out of a moving <laughs> car that's what it's like <laughs> well right it's like thanks for the last 60 years of service finding me a food source toss yeah and he, and he it's lands like hard it's it's brutal so is it safe to say that he was like a romantic interest in her when he was 12 that around that age that's that's my I assumption implied, right yeah i think that yeah. i think it's implied or at least like that's what i feel is implied um because there's that that really delicate scene of like the two of them um where he, she's like touching his face and i don't know it's it's all very strange but i'm also going rewinding slightly i'm uh, thinking about that first scene where he tries to kill that kid in the park and he, or he, he does kill the kid. In yeah. The park, he hangs him up on the fucking, tree. He's fucking terrible at it. He like brings all these rusty tools and like the poodle comes over. What's the dog's name? Ricky. 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 Ricky, Ricky, yeah. Ricky the dog. Let me tell you. Sick fuck. Because he sits there and he just watches this happen. And it's like, Hmm. And then he like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, nineteen-year-old blood tastes good. Yeah. Um, but but the guy like is, but I think either it's he's really bad or he's losing it because he's older. Yeah. Um, are sort of right. the two two theories that I'm working with over here. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. No, and I think I think it must be the latter because I wondered. I was like, how has he been doing this for so long, and he's so bad at it. You know, and, and, and you know what, now I didn't think about this until you said it, but I think you must be right that he's just losing it. Maybe he's losing it physically or maybe he's just done with it because I think he knows because when he gets caught, when he takes that boy in the gym, he has the sulfuric acid with him, you know? Right. And it's almost like he's expecting it to, if he doesn't intentionally fuck up and get caught intentionally, I think it's at least a subconscious thing where... He knows he's yeah. done, you know? You know, and thinking about it, I kind of wonder if 
they had kind of come across some hard times. You know, like there were the, there were the the jewels, the, the rings, and the the yeah. very expensive. You could buy a you can buy a toxic waste or what or energy plant with it. Right. I right. wonder if they had almost gotten caught a few extra times and they moved into that old flat. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that's weird to think what might have gone before. Like, maybe they had a big vampire mansion before, and now this is like they've downsized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like too terrible of a building. I would, it looks like one of my first apartments in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that now, and I was, you know, you're very optimistic when you're moving into some of those spaces. But now you're like a sommelier in New Mexico. Like, <laughs> right. people are, they're still living there. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. It's true. It's yeah. true. Oh, my I don't know. This seemed like a very drab. I, I don't know. It, it was very nice in the beginning, but as it went on, just like, oh, all the, the, the adults, they just they go to the same place every night and they just sort of like have the. I don't know. It was it was very um, like almost like claustrophobic a couple times yeah. for me. That's a that's a really good thought. Like that's a that's a really interesting take on it because it's like everybody. It's kind of these small European towns. It's like where everybody yeah. knows each other, and they go to the same pub every night, and like that's part of the socialization culture. But it's like everything over there is so small and compact, and that's just like the way of living that. I feel like our culture isn't actually used to. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? it, it made me feel, feel feel like feel that Oscar was like such a baller at the end for like <laughs> he made it out, you know. Right. Well, yeah. and that and that's the thing. Like you're happy that Oscar has like uh, kind of like assuaged his his loneliness and his isolation, mm-hmm. and like it it feels good. But when you think about it, you're like, oh no, now he's like. <laughs> the henchman of a vampire like yeah, it's, that's it's, right. it's, it's not it feels good but it's not good you know like it's yeah you're like oh thank god the love story and then you're like is it love yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure yeah or is it or is it manipulation hard to say yeah and, and maybe that's the, maybe that's the point you know like she changes yeah. him though you know like it, yeah. he was he was such like in a bad place, man. But then she gives him oh, such good God. confidence. Yeah. When he bashes that kid, that bully in the head with the pole, which is, oh. he's kind of an idiot, Oscar, you know, like don't go near the holes. Don't go near the, and then he immediately walks to the hole. And finds that big, the, the, the push the dead guy stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. Cause I, I feel like, I mean, that's how cults work, right? Like, they make you feel good. They make you feel loved. They, and I think a lot of times, like, they even, they do, at first, maybe, make you a better version of yourself, you know? Correct. Even if it's just coming out of your shell or whatever it might be. But then there's always that turn, you know, where it's like, oh, now it's time to drink the Kool-Aid or whatever, you know? Right. Now you have to, now, now you have to, like hang a guy up by his ankle in the woods and slit his throat and drain it into a bucket. <laughs> you know, like. But it's hard to believe well, that'll do it, though. What's that? It's hard to believe that Oscar's going to eventually do that. Oh, I think he will. Because the first... <laughs> well, and I think it's... A, I, don't, like, I don't think it's a mistake that the first time she meets him, he's pretending to stab his bull... When he's stabbing the tree, he's, he's imagining oh. stabbing his bullies, right? Yeah. I think yeah. she sees it's... something in him. Uh, yeah. 
and she she really reveals it there's a really beautiful scene like i don't know three quarters of the way through the movie actually between the two of them and he's like you know we're different once he figures out who she is and like you know we're different you know you and i and she's like really we're not because i kill people and you want to kill people yeah that's right yeah um and i i just thought of it you know not to really drag the the mood down which i feel like i do sometimes now (laughs) (laughs) but but i think the looking at it as sort of a um what do i want to say like a microscopic scoped in view of like you know how bullied children end up really really angry and have to take it out on something and we're seeing things now like school shootings and sort of seeing that uptick of like these kids who are like don't have these good outlets for you know whatever's going on inside them or just have access to semi-automatic weapons now literally i was watching it with a friend and i was like oh if this were today and not 2008 that wouldn't be a pocket knife that would be like a handgun right you know which is a really sad and sobering thought but like yeah you know what there's there's I instead I don't know what the remake is like, but I almost want a remake of this where instead of Ely, instead of the vampire, it's an AR-15 that like becomes oh, his gosh. best friend. You know what I mean? Like Whoa. that's that's the American version. <laughs> it is. It totally is because that also gives you confidence. That also like for these, you know, we're talking about this in a sick way, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. that yes. does give you confidence. It makes you feel powerful. It makes you feel like you can assert yourself over other people who have put you down or made you feel small or whatever. Um, and I was just watching this from the scope of like, wow, you know, look how impactful that is. And, you know, things haven't changed other than the weapons have gotten more destructive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's, that was just a weird observation I had, like watching it. I was like, wow, this is really paralleled to today's issues. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man, there's so much here. There's so much that's good. Uh, I was like, I like the Rubik's cube. <laughs> you know how she gives him yeah. the Rubik's cube, but what does she say? There's like a time limit. She's like, you have to bring it back t- tomorrow or something. Like you can only have it for so long. <laughs> like you can have it tonight, and she's like, I'm not gonna be here. I might not be here tomorrow. And he's like, Okay, well, you can keep it one more night, but that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like the kid kid logic is great. Yeah. well and that's that's the weird thing about her because like and i read something in the about the the book because this was a book right and then the author the author of the book wrote this screenplay and was very involved in the making of the movie and in fact the town that this is set in i think is the town he grew up in um but uh but i guess in the book it was more explicit that the old man was framed as a pedophile right and it was talking about him as a pedophile which wow well and the whole time i you know i was like if he fell in love with this 12 year old girl when he was 12 and he aged and she never did you know i mean that's a weird thing but then you think about it and i don't know that she actually has any romance it's hard to it's hard to know if she actually has any romantic toward feelings toward oscar or if she's just manipulating him um but if it's the former I mean, she's a vampire who, who knows how old she is. 
right? And she's she's getting with this twelve year old boy. Uh, so I don't, there's there's a lot of uh, weirdness. Who's a dork? Who's of course she's she's manipulating him. Did you, right. did you yeah. watch the scenes where he's in the he's swimming in the pool? Oh, and oh, he's just drinking with their mouth open. He's, just, he's he drinking, drinking water. So like he's getting krill. Like he's a whale or something. <laughs> he's like he's a baleen, like a baleen feeder. I don't like watching him as a parent. Like you idiot. <laughs> right. Close your goddamn mouth. <laughs> and also, like, what is that class that he takes where the, the like coach is like doing march aerobics while yeah. he's in the pool? Like, Only for him. That? He's the only dork. He's the only kid who would do it. Oh, you know, yeah, the, the coach is probably like, this kid is a fucking lost cause. I'm just going to stand at the edge of the pool and march and fuck and this, then, fuck this and kid. And the bullies light the dumpster on fire. And then some other dork comes over and is like, I'm going to be the coach when I grow up. And then he starts marching along. And Oscar's just like lapping up the water into his stupid face and doing it Those are his two, yeah, his two short terms right. there. But, uh, but no, these, I read that it was like a year long process to cast these two kids. Yeah. And, oh. and I think it's kind of weird that n- neither one of them have really done anything since like the, the girl, Lena Leanderson, she hasn't really done a whole lot since the boy, uh, Kare had a brown, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm not Swedish, That's um, okay. but the only other movie I really saw that he was in was a Swedish movie called Amor's Baller which I guess it translates to Cupid's balls. And based on the picture, it looks like, it looks like a, like American pie meets soccer. It it looks like, like a teen sex comedy about soccer. It looks very weird (laughs) and it's not. Is he a teenager in it? Yeah. It's a few years later. It's a few years after this, but like, that's, that's like all he's done. And then I guess same thing with the director. He did this and then he did, uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Oh no! Kidding. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Which I haven't seen. I've heard a lot. I've heard that movie's good, but I haven't seen it. I've seen parts of it. It's okay. And then, uh, and then he did a movie called The Snowman, which has a an insane cast. It's like Michael Fassbender and uh, other good people. Uh, but apparently, like the the production was fucked up. He said like fifteen percent of the of the story, the plot didn't even get filmed because it was so rushed. Amazing. And he basically disowned it, and it's pretty much generally agreed that it's just a terrible movie. And that's that's yeah. it. Like he did this Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and then The Snowman, which apparently is terrible. Okay. This is just sort of a like perfect like perfect storm. Yeah. Then yeah. this movie is just like almost yeah. not not accidental that it's so good, but it's just like everything sort of clicked into place for it. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Because yeah, it is, because it's, it's so awesome. goddamn good. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so 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 good. I mean, oh. I, I. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not apologize. Go ahead, Ella. Um. Oh, I was going to say I was going to comment on 
the man with the seventeen cats that witnesses the murder. Yes. I just wanted to. I just wanted to rap about him as as a person with you guys yeah. for a little bit, if you'd like to. Yes, sure. please. What? Who? Who is he? What? What is his life? Where did he get those cats? Right. Why does everyone come to his house just as a general population? I feel like if you have that many cats, your house doesn't smell good. No. So I feel like you don't want to have people <laughs> over or people don't want to come over to your house. All right. And he's he's a different because there's that group of friends that go to the pub and then two yeah. of them, two of them kind of become supporting characters. There's yeah. lack who ends up going to her apartment at the end and meeting him, his demise and his, I guess his sister, Jania or Jinia, whoever she is. Um, and then, but the cat guy, that's like a different, that's like a third person, right? Yeah. That's a third yeah. person. Yeah. And I think, uh, Lack and Jinia are lovers. Are they lovers? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they're lovers. Cause he, he offends her by saying that the guy being dead is the most important person in his life. And she's like, Fuck you. That's right. You know away. what? I I thought That's they right. were I thought they were lovers, and then before this, I watched a, a YouTube video that talked about them being siblings, and I was like, oh really? And then I was like, okay, that must be. The, but I think you're right. I think they're they implied, were they're lovers. Some point, right? They were, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, you know, stranger things have happened. You know, brother sister familial love. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my daughter love. and I have been watching the Umbrella Academy, so. I have been watching it too. Really? We just started. We're we're just now in the third season. Yeah. Is that the newest one? I That's forget. the new. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. It's really good. It's so good. And every season so far, we just started the third one. It's like better than the last season. You know. Nobody I know will watch it with me, so I'm glad that you're watching it. It's well, and especially my middle child. She is like uh, a voracious consumer of like books and tv shows and what so anytime we start a tv show it's like all she we can't it's all she wants to do we just have to like sit and binge watch all of it as fast as possible didn't uh, some like ma um magician musician come up with that as like a comic book idea or like from tw the guy from like 21 pilots or something like that oh i, don't, I think it, wrote... it, it might be i know it's, it's based on a comic book i know yeah okay. i think it's a graphic novel i'm yeah. not really sure much else other than that it's a great story. Did do you, are your children all, like old enough to watch Stranger Things? Oh my my daughters are fifteen and thirteen, and oh yes, they, they are. They love nothing more than Str when the, when the fourth season came out, we had to shut everything down. Like nothing else could happen <laughs> until we had binged the 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 fourth season. Also, fifteen and thirteen. When did they grow up? When that's they're like full adults almost. What my daughters? <laughs> yes, your daughters. I like remember when they were like toddlers. Yeah, you well, know? yeah, they were like babes. Yeah, no, they were born in two thousand six and two thousand nine, and yeah, my oldest one, she's like, uh, she's about to. I've been I've been teaching her to drive for over a year now. Oh my god! And uh, she'll be eligible to get her license early next year. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so special and sweet and terrifying yeah. all at the same time. And she, yeah, she's like, she's doing, she's doing volleyball and starting to think about how, like I dropped, like last weekend I spent 10 hours on the road driving her to this volleyball camp at the university of Wisconsin where she got to like stay overnight in the dorms 
and like awesome. eat eat in the whatever their version of the whatever food hall. yeah food hall whatever and then I, I went and picked her back up on saturday and and uh yeah it was i, I think a really fun experience for her so that's amazing <laughs> oh my god she's gonna be in college so soon it's gonna be so crazy yeah for sure <laughs> that's so sweet yeah Brent, how old are your babies now they're nine and twelve. Oh my goodness they're old too yeah my son oh my is gosh. having his birthday party tomorrow uh, oh, how exciting. Oh, pardon me sunday today's friday i'm in i'm in teacher vacation mode i forget what day of the week it is which is awesome um That's on great. sunday on sunday we're going to rascal's fun zone which is like <laughs> that sounds... outdoor go-karts indoor arcade kind of thing that's, That's it awesome. oh my god when's his, I, I when's his like birthday invite to this party i want to come heck yeah <laughs> it's, a good, it's a fun place when's That's his when's awesome. his birthday what day is his birthday the tenth, so oh, okay. it already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. got it. Yeah, cool. but this was sort of like the way, best way we get like my in-laws up. Yeah, Dude, man, yeah. it's it's a shame that uh, we're so far away because my son just turned eight. So, okay, yeah, yeah. that's all right. We'll have the meat sometime. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just ordered today. I ordered four a, a forty-two piece uh, fried chicken bucket oh, nice <laughs> that you are not messing around that is yeah. intense yeah some intense fried chicken yeah <laughs> should be good scoop party that and go-karts good. Uh, so good what, could, what more could you want <laughs> yeah right what more could you want that's awesome yeah um but uh yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna pull this back it, to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sorry. I was just about to do that too. You know, I was thinking um, that I'm starting to change my idea that that Oscar, I think Oscar would murder for her later because there's something I forgot about. And that's that creepy scrapbook that he's got going. Yes. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Like when the officer came to the school, he knew a lot about how to, you know, be a detective and stuff. And that kind of made the link of that to me, like, oh, he'll just be like an awesome detective when he's older or <laughs> figure out this girl's a vampire. Right. But like, maybe it is like, he's like kind of murder obsessed. Right. Or like, uh, have you yeah. seen, did you watch that TV show Dexter? Yeah. A little bit. Oh yeah. God. Where he's, yeah. A, he's a I serial watched... killer and he becomes a blood splatter expert because it like, those interests overlap and <laughs> like being good at one helps to be good at the other, you know? Um, yeah. Doesn't he like, doesn't he hunt murderers and kills them? Isn't that the that's, show? Is yeah. That the show? That's, that's the, that's uh, the show. Yeah. Okay. Cause basically he gets adopted by this like cop dad who recognizes that he's a serial killer and he's like, Oh, my boy's a serial killer. Uh, you know what? Maybe we can use this for good. He's like, I'm going to, we can't help what you are. But I'm going to try to, like, aim it in a good way, you know? Right. Make you a vigilante. Right. As it were. Which I get, yeah, if your it's options are, are vigilante or serial killer, I mean, there's an obvious, you know. Yeah. Go vigilante if you can. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, you should watch it. You would love that show. It is really yeah. fabulous. It, it's really good, yeah. I haven't watched it's the fabulous. newer. Because they, they did a new season, right? Didn't they come back? I haven't seen the new they stuff. Did. But... I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's it's pretty great. Like it picks up when his son Harrison is like 
a teenager. Okay. And but Dexter's like left him, and right. so like Harrison's trying to like reconnect with his dad. Um, and Dexter's trying to start like a new life. It's like it's it's good. It's it's like all the same shit that you like from the TV show, the original TV show. Yeah. And they have one of the best, like, opening credit sequences Ugh. ever. It's so good. Brent, if nothing it's else, re- you should YouTube the opening credit sequence from yeah. that. Because it's, it's just so good. It's incredible. Cool. It's just very visceral, like, like you know he's a killer, but he's just squeezing an orange. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's very, like... <laughs> gritty yeah. morning routine he's like flossing and you're like oh he's gonna strangle someone yeah you know it's like excellent 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 yeah. editing and like direction um yeah no it's a perfect that's a perfect show that you can't touch dexter like yeah that's, that's it <laughs> well yeah and the first season and man yeah like every subsequent like and what it's like the fourth or fifth season that john lithgow is in but then, like, he's incredible. Like, every man, everything is so good in that show. And and Colin Hanks, who is, like, the oh, nice. undersung MVP of it. That's, which is I so fucking, awesome. I forgot he was in that show, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, but I want to talk a little bit, because we were talking about um, Lack and, and, and Ginia. And I feel like there's a few things in this movie that are... It's like you you hear about it in vampire lore, but you don't really see it in a lot of other movies. And that's the, I feel like the cat attack when Jania is attacked by all those cats and they're just like biting her and attacking her. Um, are they all CGI as well? Did you notice they that? They are. They do look kind of CGI, yeah. They totally are. And it's like this weird, I don't know. It's like a fucking, I, I don't know. It's a dope moment. Like, I think it's so so cool i'm sorry i'm grabbing my computer charger no you're fine Um, no yeah it was great it's a great moment because you're just like oh my god like we all know cats are assholes and vicious but like what a what an intense intense scene just in general it's awesome yeah and then there's that and then there's the scene where she because she kind of figures out she's a vampire because she's sensitive to light, right? Like, she wakes up in the morning and the light's, like, kind of crisping her finger a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but man, when she when she gets the orderly... Because she, she realizes what's going on and she gets that orderly or the nurse or whatever to open the blinds for her. And she immediately erupts into flames. They're, like, rolling off the ceiling. Uh, that's a pretty cool... I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool shot. It's like the one day it didn't snow there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, one, the one day they get sun, yeah. <laughs> right, the one day that it decides to be like a bright, full spectrum day. Yeah. And the guy the guy who got, got to control her, I'm assuming it was like a robot or a mannequin yeah. in the bed. But like the person who controlled the arm, so all I saw was like the her in flames, but then just like this arm like... Flapping around. Like flapping around, yeah. <laughs> that was wild. That was wild. Super wild. Which, and for anybody listening, and you too, Ella, have you seen 30 Days of Night? I don't know if I have. Okay, it's it's been a long time since I've seen it. I it was It's one of my favorite vampire movies I've ever seen. If I rewatched it, maybe I'd feel differently, but... Basically, the premise is it's this, like, city in Alaska 
where once the sun goes down over the winter, the sun's gone for like a month or two. And so it's per so then then the vampires come out and they can just like have a free for all for a full month. And uh, oh, awesome. it, it's pretty wild. I think it's also based off a graphic novel, but it's pretty, the movie's pretty well done. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be so, so into that. That's okay. I'll, I'll add that to my. <laughs> it's good. It's not, it's not as like uh slow burn meditative as this. It's, it's like, it's an American movie. It's uh, like, if it's, it's obviously an American movie, but it's still pretty good. Um, that's awesome. But, oh, another part in this, which I like how you always hear that vampires have to be invited in somewhere. Yeah. Right? Oh, but, yeah. Okay. But I'm they show what happens. This. They show, yeah, they show. I've never seen that before. I don't think I've seen it in anything else ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so brilliantly done, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, so impactful, right? Like, it's like this, it literally is going to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't notice it at first, so it's just like very, very slow, intentional build. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, and it's also and just like in terms of their relationship, it comes at a time where like he's kind of realized she's a vampire. He kind of doesn't trust her, and and again, you can read it two ways. Like, is she willing to sacrifice herself and like bleed out of every pore for this kid, or? Is she like manipulating him into being like, oh no, it's okay, you're invited, you're invited, oh god, you're suffering, and then like, uh, you know, just kind of smoothing past the the yeah. rough spot in their relationship at that point in time, you know? Right. No, it's so it's so interesting. I, it, it's hard to say this entire film whether she's being like manipulative or not. Um, yeah. If she actually genuinely cares for him, or if it's like this weird i don't know we're drawing parallels between her relationship with oscar and her relationship with the old man um but maybe yeah maybe it's not that she's told maybe she did have an interest in the old man at one point in time and just over time she's lost her interest in him you know everybody gets old and it's like (laughs) i don't know i imagine if you're like a 12 year old like a 500 year old creature or in a 12 year old body and then the person that you're with slowly is deteriorating i don't know is that ageist i'm not sure (laughs) no i mean you know i no i think that makes sense if you're if you're an immortal creature you know uh yeah well that's why they had to have bella get changed into a vampire twilight oh in twilight right they can't just oh, end that with them, the audience thinking like, man, she's going to start looking really old. <laughs> you know what? Somebody, right. this is, this is a meme I've seen on like Facebook multiple times, but I was, I think it's really interesting. They kind of framed, they kind of took the, uh, you know, the, the relationship between humans and elves in the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and kind of reframed it between dogs and humans. And, and they, and the meme talks about how, like, a dog will live its, you know, I was just a young puppy and now I'm old and gray, but my owner, my master is still, like, as young and beautiful as they ever were. And then it, it talks about the last dog you'll ever have is, like, oh, my master, they've taken care of, like, four generations of my family. And now they're, like, finally, forever, a forever amount of time later, they're finally, like, growing old and gray, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> 
I know. I just I, I always thought that was really interesting. <laughs> I heard, I read a thing today about a guy who was like a scientist, right? And he put like I think it was his DNA into an a chicken's egg in the idea that he could make like a mini person. What? What? Uh, that's wild. <laughs> that you could somehow grow grow like a little bitty person in, in a chicken's egg. That's it didn't work. I would imagine. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Wait, he put his DNA, meaning like his sperm, or like what? Well, when you put it like that, it sounds really crass. Ella. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, what is he doing? Just like, like basting a bunch of eggs in an egg carton? Like, I don't know if it works like that. But what he what he did was he put it within the shell into the, like I don't know something. Oh, but uh, I guess it was the idea that like you could control like how terribly overpopulated we are if we just instead of like putting us all into robots, what if we just like made really itty bitty people? (laughs) Oh god, there was a there was a Matt Damon movie that was that was like the same concept of like shrinking people down. (laughs) It was a terrible movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was like the one date night like a year that we get because we're not babysitters we went and saw downsizing yeah <laughs> yeah it was a tor- yeah but yeah. this dude tried it for real and i guess like it actually apparently from this reddit post i read <laughs> like he, he like something happened we like like something like was created huh yeah <laughs> Well, you want to hear? We're, That's so weird. We're we're wildly off topic, but you want to know something I I read about recently? Yes. Uh, yes. Apparently, what did you read about? <laughs> apparently, there's a guy. He was like a scientist in Russia, and I think it was Russia. And this is the only person this has ever happened to in the history okay. of humanity. Um, but apparently, there were a number of things that went wrong with this large particle collider. Right. Where they shoot protons through at, at high speeds like it wasn't uh, the one at CERN, whatever, the, the, the Hadron, whatever. Um, but it was a similar thing. And the vacuum failed, the, the like entrance into the tube failed and the warning light to tell you that it was on all failed at the same time. So this guy walks in. He describes it as the brightest light he's ever seen. And then he gets back out. And he just goes about his job. He like works the rest of his work day. Um, but I guess he woke up the next morning and what had happened was a particle, a proton, a subatomic particle had been like shot into his body somewhere, colliding with other stuff and knocking shit around. And he woke up the next day and like half of his face was paralyzed. And what? apparently he's still alive today, but his, but half of his face is still paralyzed and I guess now he's prone to epileptic seizures where he wasn't wow. before. So, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Lame. That's so sad. Yeah. He it sucks just, to be that guy. He got, yeah, jeez. He, he got shot with a, pro, a proton and it just like bounced around inside his shit, fucking him up. <laughs> Fucked him up on a subatomic part, a subatomic level, you know? That's like sticking a pencil in a dog's ear or something. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, who's doing that? I don't know. My daughter did that when she was like real little. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh it was God. like real scary. We're like, man, is the dog okay? <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. 
really she was injecting DNA into it. <laughs> she was trying to create mini dog versions of herself. She's like, oh, puppies everywhere. Yeah. I love puppies. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, oh man. Grief. All right. So, yeah, we talked about the woman being uh, ignited on, on fire. She starts bleeding everywhere. Oh, and then there's just the part, like, he gets, and I get, I, I just read this today, but I guess in the book, apparently Ely's character is the victim of, like, a, a very cruel old vampire. And apparently Ely is born a, a boy. Uh, yes. And is castrated, that... castrated and tortured by this vampire in the book and and it's left a lot more ambiguous in the movie right i mean we have sure. we do have flashes of it um you know she's very insistent that she's not a girl yeah yeah um and then we do have that tiny glimpse when she's changing yeah um which you know important for the listeners to know that gender does not exist right <laughs> you know gender is not our genitals right yeah um, how, yeah however but, Ely identifies yeah <laughs> right how Ely identifies is um Ely's prerogative um but we do see that Ely was probably born male mm-hmm. um uh and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of talk around it and I think it's ambiguous enough that it's actually quite artfully done. Yeah. Um, where you do have, you do have a few questions about it, but nothing is like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Well, and, and one thing I, I kind of glean, cause I have, I have not read the book, but the same guy who read the book wrote the screenplay. And I think it sounds like he very smartly knew what like there were things that were explicitly stated in the book and he knew no we don't you don't have room for that in a movie we need to leave it ambiguous and it sounds like there's a lot that's like spelled out in the book and it's a little bit more amb- ambiguous in the movie and i think it works i think it's you know to the movie's uh you know benefit i think so too i think so too and i think like and now it really does make me want to go back and read the book because I do have questions about, you know, we do get these flashes of Ely as like Ely's pure form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have these sort of flashes of, and I'm using, I'm using her as as Oscar sees her, right? Yeah, because um, pronoun, yeah. but uh, seeing her as her young form and then seeing her as like the form that she's actually in. Right. Um, where I'm like, gosh, I wish there was a little bit more of that because I have so many questions about, you know, it does remind us that this is a like immortal creature. Yeah. Um, and not just a 12 year old child. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, and there's a lot more depth and, um, knowledge behind those eyes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to, to what you were saying, Corey, I think like the way that they did handle it, um, was just the right amount where it didn't sensationalize like the idea of like a transgender child or, you know, um, because so many times we see that depicted so poorly. Um, yeah. yeah. but it's, well, it's quite beautiful actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think, I mean, we're pretty much toward the end of the movie where... 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, there's just like two more major plot beats where Oscar kind of he basically like helps her murder a dude, right? I mean, he's doing it to protect her, but I think that's yeah. kind of that's kind of his full transformation into her whatever you know whatever you would, vampire's associate or whatever he goes on to be. Uh, uh, when the, junior vampire. Junior, yeah, 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 assistant to the vampire um that's right her, yeah. va- her valet her valet, valet yeah. <laughs> as it were yeah her her major domo um but that's so it. so yeah when she like when he wakes ely up uh and she attack you know to, to protect her and then she attacks that guy whatever his name is in the bathroom right mm-hmm. which is so which that's that's another interesting thing where she uses the bathtub as like a makeshift yeah coffin you know uh, that's really interesting. And she leaves him a note like, don't come into the bathroom. That's another interesting part, you know. Right. It's like, do you transform, like, is a vampire in its sleeping form something terrifying to look at? Or, like, because we do see shots of Ely sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, like, why is it, like, don't come in because you're going to let the light in? Or, you know, I that was a bit confusing on my end, at least. Yeah. Well, she's pretty grumpy, right? Like, because, uh, maybe <laughs> yeah, it is that's something it. to do Vampires with that. are just like, grumpy sleepers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, oh, um, the, was it the shadows? Or did you guys get this, too, that, like, sometimes um, Ely seemed to be, like, an old person, almost. Like, in a couple of these moonlit shots. Yeah. Was that, was that just me, or you got that, too? Yes, okay. very much so. Very much so. Um it's we see we see the depth of the character we see that this character is like totally more than what we perceive or more than oscar perceives yeah oh and they made her eyes glow like in the dopest way too yeah like oh she got night vision Uh, the the whole lighting of this film is just insane yeah yeah like I, i feel like people don't give enough credit to like lighting designers for film and I think this was done so masterfully. Like everything yeah. looks unbelievably gothic and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And and you know, t- talking about some of these outside scenes, especially like I don't know why it's so terrifying. There are a couple times where Ely drops on somebody, and it's a child like drinking, like attacking a gr- a full grown person. And I don't know why that's almost more disturbing. Than seeing yeah. like a full grown vampire attack, like seeing this child, uh, you know, jump on somebody yeah. and like biting their neck. And you know what added to that? And I was wearing headphones the whole time. Oh, okay. And I, sound effects were dope. Like, I mean, nice. it was it was it totally made up for the lack of score. I think. Yeah. And I read, I think it was just like an IMDb page that I read was just saying that they used chewing on sausages to oh, mimic. Man the biting of the neck and then eating yogurt was drinking blood was like the what they did for sound effects okay yeah wow that is nasty but it sounded great yeah vehemently hate yogurt as a person yeah (laughs) i don't like dairy Uh, yeah i don't do dairy either um gross but very cool and innovative rather um that's awesome yeah but then, so really, the other part is uh, just the pool scene, which is uh, great. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, 
way to fucking knock it out of the park. Way to, way to have your 11 o'clock number. Right. You know, right? like way to really just take us there. Yeah. To remind us that this is a horror movie. Yeah. But also, you know? but also, but like do it in a way where we're looking, we're just watching Oscar. It, and it is like you've got limbs falling into the pool, but most of it happens off off screen, you know, and we're just watching Oscar hold his breath. The, I don't, it's just so fucking good. And like yeah. lit, lit feet are being dragged in the water, you know? And I was wondering why they had focused on that kid's Nikes. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. They focused on those, those like cool Nikes, like right before. Oh, oh real. That makes sense. That makes a total sense. Oh, I audibly gasped during that, like, kicking going backwards in the pool i was like Ugh. and i knew it was coming but i somehow had forgotten because <laughs> i hadn't seen this in a decade but like god what it's so smart yeah. and it's so minimal and it just gives us just enough kernels of story yeah. that we can piece it all together we know exactly where she was we know exactly how she threw them all around we know exactly how she killed everyone yeah like it's really masterfully done yeah. yeah and and there's there's no way it would have been as effective like actually watching ely do no. that right there's no way no way it could have been as effective and that's that's a whole thing through a whole theme sort of throughout this film is sort of the modesty of show of not showing us ely and vampiric yeah. form like we see her attacking some people but we don't actually see detail yeah. You know, like the modesty, I think, really creates that suspense so well. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And satisfying, yeah. you know. <laughs> and th yeah. And then those little glimpses you do get of her attacking somebody or when the guy kicks her off of when she's attacking the woman and the guy kicks Ely. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it feels more grounded in realism than other. I don't know. It, yeah. it like it feels very. I think you said earlier, yeah, it's just visceral, you know? It's visceral, but it's also really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, that's why I love horror. I love when horror sort of hedges that line of, like, seeing beauty in, in like, scariness, in in the unknown in yeah. space and the, the, it, it it does it so well <laughs> yeah because because despite everything this movie is gorgeous it, it's a beautiful movie yeah 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 awesome well yeah and then we i we already kind of touched on the train scene where he's like doing morse code on the top of the box right yeah because they learned i wonder morse what he code. said what were they saying that's a good question oh I don't know. that that seems like a reddit question brent yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to the dude who like who like likes to nut all over uh, eggs. I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> what a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's going into food city, he's like, Oh, I need like all your eggs. <laughs> I need yeah, he's like, I need I need your most attractive eggs. They're like, What? It's like <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just at home. This time oh, it'll work. Oh man! Yes. I can only do six a day. <laughs> six specimens a day. Oh. Gross. Right. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, that that oh, guy's that guy's Lord. the real monster of the story. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh man. But uh, oh, just just a couple other things. I read that the apparently the director of this um he he got on board for doing this movie cuz somebody gave him the book which apparently he's not a big fan of. Like he it what I read almost made it sound like he was angry that somebody gave him a book. He said it's a it's a private thing to choose what to read is a quote from the director. Uh, but apparently someone gave him this book and he decided to read it and, and loved it. And that's what led to him directing this movie. Um, I thought, what a weirdo. right. I thought that was such a weird stance. Like it's a private thing to decide what to read. Yeah. I, I understand. Cause I mean, I have some friends who read like fairy romance novels, you know, that are like s- sexual books. Right. And maybe, maybe you wouldn't, Maybe some people don't want to share that they're reading that kind of material, but this is not like right. Well, yeah. That's how you make a tiny human, right there. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how you fertilize an egg. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to fertilize a fairy egg, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other thing is, I don't I don't know if this is still in development, um, but apparently Showtime was working on a series recently, working on a series uh, version of uh, Let the Right One In. So, wow! Cool. Yeah, and sign I, me up. Yeah, sign well, me up. I've Put heard the, the Stranger ori- Kids, Stranger Things kids in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard the writers still attached, like the writers still involved with it. So, oh, yeah. it'll be great then. Yeah. that's awesome. Next week on Head Cannon, I have to do something I don't like doing, but usually we have our episodes recorded well in advance. Most episodes get recorded about two months before they actually air. This week, we're supposed to record with our good friend Anthony Peterson, a.k.a. Twitter's Octopus Caveman, because he just made a joke on Twitter about Kim Kardashian having diarrhea that got all the way to Kanye West, and Kanye West had to assure people that it wasn't him who created this meme. It was, in fact, our friend Octopus Caveman. So we wanted to get him on the show. We wanted to talk about that and get his take on that interesting situation. And we'll also be discussing the 2021 Nicolas Cage movie, Pig. So we're supposed to record that on Friday, and that episode should be up next Wednesday. But if for some reason that doesn't happen, it will probably be our episode on The Burbs, the Tom Hanks movie. Anyway, as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at head cannon pod on twitter at horror movie pod and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod well do y'all uh, i want to wrap up here but do you, you guys have a head cannon you want to present or i can go first doesn't matter to me go for it what do you have one brent you sound like you want to go jump for it in. yep all right My, mine's just very simple after she and ely and oscar you know, uh, what abscond from the area on the train, uh, they go, he, he becomes her manager as Ely becomes a world-class Rubik's cube champion and, uh, and breaks the world record for like speed, you know, Rubik's cube speed runs before she eventually grows tired of him and feeds off of him and drops him off a 12 story building. (laughs) So that's, that's my headcanon. It's inevitable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she 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 puts she puts a Rubik's cube in his pocket, and then drops him off a building when he's like sixty years old. 
Or she just like she like top tier Rubik's cubes his head just like. Oh yeah, or she yeah she, she like she tries guy. to get all the matching colors on one side. Oh, oh god! <laughs> I don't even know how that would work. You'd have yeah, to ask well, a fan. Turns out every side is red. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> do you want? Do you want? And that's the. What did you say earlier? You said. Is the true uh, worst character, or, or the the true monster the of the true story? Monster of the, of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rubik's cube head guy. Yeah, that's amazing. Do, do you want to go next, Ella, or do you want me to? Why don't you go? I kind of forget what the brief is. Okay. So I'm I'm trying to think of one. Yeah, and if you don't have one, it's fine. We'll just we'll just we'll cut it out. <laughs> okay. Well, I have this idea for a new Showtime series. <laughs> I love it. Ellie, Ellie opens up her own power plant with Oscar as her assistant. A particle collider malfunctions, um, shooting a beam into Oscar's face, paralyzing his left side. Eli, Ellie, Ellie recognizes this as his end and rips his throat out. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Oh, it's perfect. I That's like, amazing. Yeah, I like, I like the marriage of like science and folklore, you know, with the with a vampire running a, a particle collider. Yeah. yeah. And then something's got to be wrong with this one side of your face. Right. That's it. It's going to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I have one. Okay. Yes, please. Okay. So once, once they have left town, mm-hmm. the town has become sort of marked by these like string of murders. Right. Yeah. And so the, uh, agoraphobic cat man, <laughs> Um, oh, decides to start a walking murder tour Ooh, around nice. the town. Yeah, as as a personal entrepreneurship, you know, business, he creates his own LLC, and <laughs> the cats are actually the tour guides wearing small speakers yes. that activate by being in the location of the murder. Yeah, I and, love that. Yeah, goddamn. You know, why hire people when the cats will do it for you? That's such a good idea. It would be really fucked up if, like, it got the speaker left on it, and then it got back, went back home, and then it's, like, eating or drinking some milk later in the middle of the night, and it's like, and this is the spot where <laughs> Jocko was fucking murdered hardcore. <laughs> and you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> is that cat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I gotta think, I'm trying to think, uh, like, there has to be something where... There's an automated tour where speakers kick on based on where you're at. That's a great idea. It, th- it a does idea. exist. Yeah. Okay. Um, it exists in uh, a lot of museums have it. Okay. So you like download an app on your phone and then when you're in the vicinity of like the art piece mm-hmm. or the whatever the exhibit, whatever it is, um, it'll actually kick on. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I did that at Alcatraz. Okay. Um, but it wasn't on a phone it was before like that was a thing it was like they gave you like a headset and you okay. kind of like hit through it that's cool sweet well do you guys was there anything else about this movie you guys want to touch on uh before we 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 say adieu well i don't ever want to be like chainsawed out of a frozen lake no just like oh, hanging, weird, right? hanging out of a chunk of ice that was yeah, yeah. that was gnarly that poor guy. He really got it bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and it seems like he was the best guy. 
Yeah, oh, wait, definitely. Was that Jacques? Or, yeah, that was Jacques, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that... No, Jacques, I think, was the... No, that's right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Poor Jacques. <laughs> All right. Well, Ella, is there anything you want to plug social media or any, or, uh, or you want to talk about mind Yeti again? So people can be on the lookout for that. Ooh, next year. Sometime? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be on every streaming service where you get your podcasts. Um, but look out for new episodes of mind Yeti. Um, or kind of version two there. If you do search it now, there's a version one. That's a little bit more sleepy time mindfulness. Um, this will be more action packed for children. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, it's going to be probably in the spring or summer coming out. Um, but if you're in Santa Fe, come see me at La Casa Sena. Um, I'll get you some really dope wine and you'll be really glad that you shopped there. Nice. That's all. <laughs> From the master of wine. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's, right. That's exactly it. <laughs> well, Ella, thank you again. This has been uh, so much fun. I, I love this movie. It's always a blast to have you on. And yeah. uh, thank you, everyone at home, for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>